When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to the tour report from Secret Golf, week two of the FedEx Cup playoffs, and it's off to a brand new course that we've never seen before on the PGA Tour. We're going to get into that, um, but first of all, a little bit of a change to the show this week in that my regular co-host, Steve Elkington, he is flying in the skies right now off to New York, <laughs> which is a, a week too late, but maybe the best time given the weather that we saw at the Northern Trust. So, Elk can't be on the show. We have got a little bit of video of him that we're going to interject a little bit later. But my co-host for the week, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're giving him even more time on the show. Jay Kaplan, it's over to you. I'd like to give everybody the real reason why I'm hosting the show with you. And I don't say co-hosting. I'm saying hosting the show with you. <laughs> Uh, I know Elk's on the road. We knew that was coming. Um, but I think what you tend to do is roll out the heavy hitters for the playoffs. And that's what we've done. Again, last week I was on with your top 10. This week I'm on for the full show. And it should be of no surprise since I'm one of the foremost phenomenal prognosticators based on our algorithm in the country. Oh, well, you gave yourself the best introduction that you could ever possibly receive. Gave yourself. You're uh, not going to give it to me. Somebody's got to do it. Well, thank you very much for standing in, um, in Elk's extremely stylish shoes. And as I said, we are going to hear from Elk. He just recorded a little video piece that we're going to edit in. So the show this week is going to be a little bit different in the format because we're on to week two of the FedEx Cup playoffs. The top 70 are playing in the BMW Championship and the top 30 next week will make it to the Tour Championship at Eastlake. So this week we're going to do things a little bit different in that myself and Jay and Elk, we're going to pick an overall winner for the BMW this week. We're going to pick somebody in the top 30 that we think is going to move out. And then somebody who's in the top, well, rest of the field, that's going to move into the top 30. I probably made that sound way more confusing than it actually is. Yeah, I'm not sure I follow it, but I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best to try to fulfill my obligation of picking what you, whatever you just said. Okay, good. Well, I'll keep you right as we go. We had to talk a little bit about last week, the Northern Trust and the first round of the FedEx Cup playoffs. And oh my gosh, Tony Finau finally got the win. Yeah, only in golf 
do you get publicly penalized for being consistent? I mean, this guy's been one of the better players consistently on tour for a really long time. And all anyone can talk about is how he blows it when he has a chance to win. So then he wins and you come on our phone call this morning and tell me that you, this is a guy that you just don't have a good vibe for. And you were disappointed that he won. That's exactly what you said. And I'm being nice about it. Here's the real deal for all of you out there about Diane. She may look nice. She may sound nice, but she's got some harsh realities to bring when it comes to picking players. And the fact that Tony Finau, nice guy, Tony, one of the better players out there actually finally closed, not just a win, but a big one. So now he's a playoff winner. That's a big deal. I'm thrilled for him. You're rubbed the wrong way. I don't know what it is, but you have some explaining to do. So go. Well, okay. You're right in that there has been so much surrounding Tony Finau as being someone who just couldn't get it done. He couldn't cross the finish line. We saw him losing a playoff to Max Homa at uh, the Genesis at Riviera at the start of the year. And, you know, in the playoff was terrible. And it was always one of those things that when it came down to the the clutch putt, the pressure, he just couldn't perform. And putting was always his nemesis when it came down to these big moments. And that was really the, the differential, especially in the final round of the Northern Trust. He putted lights out. And that's, you know, what, what of course won him the Northern Trust. However, I was pulling hard for Cam Smith. First of all, for John Ram because he had been my overall pick to win last week anyway. And then seeing Cam Smith in that position, you know, he we saw him have a putt for 59 on Saturday. I was pulling hard for Cam Smith. He blew it on the playoff hole by hitting his tee shot OB. Great. Now can you get over it because yeah. he won a playoff <laughs> event? Like, I mean, like, what <laughs> what else does he have to do to come into your good graces yeah. to, and, you know, let's see what he does this week. I mean, he he obviously, with the points being so available you can move up dramatically from the outside in he's now at the top of the fedex cup list which i can easily make the argument that the entire point system is wacky i mean like he jumps up to one it's clearly a john rom season and uh he's still number two but to even see a two by rom is ridiculous but i'm happy for fee now the world is happy for Finau, except for you. No, and you can explain yourself all you want, but you know what? You can't jump on the bandwagon now. It's too late for you. You're a bad person. And Tony Finau's the champion. Okay. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy you're happy. But this week, as you say, there's so much volatility because we have quadruple points in the playoffs. And this week for the BMW Championship, there's no cut. So the top 70 are playing. And we know that Patrick Reed is uh, withdrawal because he's in the hospital battling double pneumonia. So hopefully he regains full health and fitness soon. Um, golf is probably the furthest thing from his mind right now. Um, he just needs to get fit and healthy. So 
we will see what happens with that. And then we still have a little bit of a question mark over Louis Oosthuizen, um, who was battling a neck injury. Even if he doesn't play this week, he's still guaranteed his place at Eastlake. And then even Colin Morikawa has been complaining of some back problems since the Olympics. But right now, we have 69 guys who will definitely be playing. It's Caves Valley Golf Club in Baltimore. Now, Jay, the interesting thing about this course is we don't really know much about it. It's a Tom Fazio design, 7,542 yards, par 72, bent grass greens. How, you know, obviously with the Monday finish at the Northern Trust, there's way less prep and turnaround time for these guys. How do you think that's going to impact them this week? Well, I mean, it, it, it impacts them somewhat. I mean, these guys are the best players in the world. I think they can adapt and deal with the adversity quickly. Um, nothing says playoffs like Baltimore, Maryland. It's an unusual pick. All of a sudden, the tour interjects a course that nobody knows with a point system that's wacky. It doesn't feel playoff-like. Last year was Olympia Fields. That felt like a playoff event. This year. It's a place that nobody knows in a town that's known for Natty Bow and crabs. So the good crabs. So the answer to your question, Diane, is who the hell knows if anybody is really ready to play. It is a short week. It's a short trip to Baltimore from New York. So it's not really that big of a, a travel deal. These guys will be ready to play. But it is interesting to know that a lot of guys are nursing their bodies a little bit. It's that time of year. It's the end of the season. There's a push here. A lot of guys, especially with the Olympics, their schedules were different this year. So maybe their body's not really reacting well. So there'll be some guys that have to fight through bumps and bruises and tweaks and twerks. And we'll see if they can withstand it. But what we do know is when you're playing a Fazio course, the greens are going to be uh, the thing. So as we look at who's going to, who's played here before, who hasn't, I think you mentioned in our, our, our pre-call uh, that 2007, the Palmer cup was here. Who cares? I mean, th that was forever ago. The greens will be tough. You got to be precise. You have to be close to the hole to make putts. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, well, 2002 hosted the Senior Open. Um, it's hosted the senior players, some NCAA events. And yes, as you said, 2007, the Palmer Cup, which is, you know, like the junior version of the Ryder Cup. But there were quite a few guys on the winning US team that are playing this week, which I think, you know, yeah, you're right. It was a long time ago, but it's really cool to see that talent at that age has made it to the PGA Tour. And, you know, they're in the second playoff event. Um, we're talking about Brian Harmon, Billy Horschel, Dustin Johnson, Luke List, Chris Kirk, Webb Simpson. I know that we're going to be talking about some of these guys later on in the show. But you know, I think even playing it a long time ago, there's got to be a slight advantage. They've all been extremely enthusiastic when asked about coming back to this course and have, have said that it's a great venue. It's a big northeastern course. They've added length since then to make it playable for a PGA Tour playoff event. They have added a lot of bunkers. There's a lot of new bunkers, just a lot of sand in general on this course. Not a huge amount of water, only really five holes. And three par fours could be drivable 
three drivable par fours if the wind is playing right. So, by all accounts, it looks like the guys are going to be able to tear up the course this week. Well, and it's probably going to be warm. Um, it's that time of year. We're here at the end of August. It gets, it can get sweltering in, uh, in Baltimore in that area. We'll have to keep an eye on the forecast. It will come into play like it did last week. We missed an entire day of Sunday because of the torrential rain and the storm that rolled through. But 2007 was 14 years ago. These guys were uh, playing in a young man's tournament. This is a man's event. Man's. It's a man's event. Let me rephrase that. Um, the course is longer. It doesn't look the same. I'm sure they've tidied it up. Yeah. Uh, they flipped the nine, so now it's playing differently. They do that for spectator reasons, even though there's probably hardly any spectators there. But So it's just a different place. There's no advantage for anybody unless you grew up in Baltimore. You have a house on the course, which this is one of those country club courses. Um, so we'll see. I, my thing is, we're now down to the top 70 players. These are the guys that have earned their way through. There's a lot of money on the line over the next couple of weeks. So we're going to see the better players eventually pull away from these guys, from the field. Okay. So coming up on the tour report this week, we are going to look at guys moving into the top 30 guys that we think are going to move out of the top 30 and then we'll make our overall winner pick elk is going to join us to give us his picks too on the tour report first up actually elk gave us his views on caves valley golf club and what he thinks the guys will face this week on this fazio design i am going to try to make some sense out of this next playoff event this week. The guys have really been pinned down with their schedule with the uh, hurricane that came through New York this week. Um, <clears throat> you know, the most important thing about this is, or the most sort of relative thing is, nobody's actually played this golf course. Maybe there's one in there somewhere that has, but more than likely, no one's played this golf course. And they're going to be getting there today or last night. They only have a very short time to learn it. <clears throat> What about this course? Tom Fazio design course. And when you start to think about a course that nobody knows anything about and Tom Fazio did it, he's really famous to us about the way he does these undulating greens and they're very hard to memorize. And what I mean by memorize is Fazio greens are hard to learn. You can't remember, like if we all think about say Augusta and we know, every one of us knows the course by watching it on TV. We know uh, on 18, you know, coming up over that hill of the, how much that we can, we know what to expect. Very difficult to learn Fazio greens because they have a lot of undulations and it's hard to learn. Um, so what does that make me think of? It makes me think of guys that are good iron players who can get close to the pins on a Tom Fazio green. That's what I'd be thinking if I was traveling up there today to play this event. How can I get my irons close enough to these flags where I can read this part and make a birdie. Right, so Jay, on our tour report, we're gonna give you three picks each. A guy that we think is gonna move out of the top 30, someone we think is gonna move into the top 30, and then we have an overall winner. So first up, we're gonna look at someone who's out with the top 30 that we think is gonna move in and make it all the way to the Tour Championship at Eastlake. Right, Jay, my pick, 
Just had a great week at the Northern Trust and ended up finishing in a tie for fourth. The week before that, playing at the Wyndham Championship, he finished 16th, which is still pretty good, but two solid weeks from Alex Norin. Now, right now he is 43rd in the FedEx Cup standings. Odds-wise, we have him at 80 to one. And with the quadruple points, I'm making my case for Norin to move up into the top 30. Yeah, you know, I like this pick. Um, and I like it for one reason, Diane, his putter, 26th in putting average on the PGA Tour. And we just heard from Elk, and we said in the beginning, this is going to come down to being able to handle these Tom Fazio greens. So as long as Norin is in play off the tee and he's close to the hole, which isn't his strong suit, mind you, his proximity to the hole, he's 194. That should make you nervous if you're looking for a big jump. But I do like his putter. It can make up for a lot of wayward shots. So... You'll have to keep an eye on how he's striking his irons to see if he's a guy that will jump. But I don't mind this pick. I don't love it. His numbers don't warrant it totally. But the putter being in play could be an advantage for you. Yeah, it's his putting that really did it for me. Um, and that's what's done it for him over the past couple of weeks as well. But also, he's a great scrambler. And playing around the green, we know that these greens are super undulated. They have a lot of character to them. We know there's a lot of trouble around the greens in the form of the bunkers. He's a great scrambler. So that are uh, that combined with the putter are my reasons for picking Alex Norin at 43rd yeah. in the standings to make it into the top 30. Okay, duly noted. I'm going to write him down, Alex Norin. I put him down on my list to keep an eye on. So, Diane, I have two gentlemen that I marked, I narrowed it down, that were outside of the top 30. And normally you're looking for a trend here, right? Guys that have been playing well. Um, we have a stat that we do that most people do not. We have a current form rank, and that's a big one for me. I usually go right to it in the beginning. But in this particular case, I picked between two guys that really aren't showing great form, but I believe in them. I believe they're motivated by where they come in this week. I circled Brian Harmon first, and then I looked down. He's 75th in form, but his numbers are pretty good. He's 16th in total putting average, which is really good, really strong. 15th in scrambling, 73 in driving, but he's just not playing well. 36, 90, and 75ers finishes. We have him ranked 67th in form. So that sort of sealed the deal for whom I pick to leapfrog into the top 30 is. And he comes in this week ranked 54th. But when you think of a guy, and I use the word steady, if you think of a guy with the word steady attached to him, the picture in the dictionary is this dude. He's a handsome, strapping man from the United Kingdom, Diane. So I know you have, you have fancied him at one time. 12th in total driving. His weakness is putting. 124th in putting. That's what's held him back 
Last week, 64th. I don't love the fact that he is coming in not off one of his better events, but he's one of the preeminent ball strikers on tour. He's been that way for some time. He's 11th in proximity to the hole. That's what sealed it for me, taking this guy. That means he's going to be close to the hole. I'm hoping that's going to make up for some of his faulty putting. I'm going to count on it this week. He's 54th coming in. He's going to be 30 or higher leaving here. It's your favorite, Diane, the one and only Paul Casey. And I don't trust that putting stat because he's putting way better than that stat shows. It's something he's been doing a lot of work on really since the Masters in April. And his putting is way better than it was. So I think, um, you know, that number you have to take with a little bit of a pinch of salt. So Casey, great pick at 54, needs to make a big jump to get into that top 30. So I'm going with Alex Norrin, Jay saying Paul Casey. Let's find out who Elk is picking to move in to the Tour Championship field. Now, on to my player that I think is out of the top 30 that is going to do something this week and jump back in. And that is my friend from Australia, Mark Leishman, number 35 on the list. And the reason I think that when we handicap golf, we more than anything, I mean, I'm almost relieved this week that we don't have to go through all these stats on everything because at this point, it feels like it's attitude. Where's everybody's game? Who can play well? Who's making a move? Doesn't matter to me if the guy's 100th in driving accuracy, if he's driving good right now because he's only going to play uh, a couple more events and he's, he's going for things that he maybe wouldn't go for on a regular week. Now, Leishman won with his friend Cam Smith. We've seen Cam Smith play good the last two two weeks, Memphis and uh, last week in New York. Could have won both. It was great to see Tony Finau do what he's you know capable of. I think Mark Leishman uh, has been in a little bit of a lull, but this is this this is the way he plays. He comes and wins, and then he goes away for a while. And I think he's looking up there at his partner Cam Smith, thinking, "Oh, I got to get a bit of this action." And I think he played just good enough last week to see some results. And I'm picking Mark Leishman to leapfrog into the top 30 from number 35 this week. Coming up next, well, we're going to be going the other way and looking at names that could potentially move out of the 30 before giving you our big winners this week for the BMW. Get in the game on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app and play four ball. It's a classic stroke play competition based on the aggregate scores of four players. Who makes your team? Well, pick four guys, one from each tier based on the current World Golf Rankings. Want a tip? You need four guys to make the cut. Get in the game on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app, available on iOS in the App Store. It's the tour report from Secret Golf this week for the BMW Championship. So we have given you our pick of someone we think is going to play well this week and move into the top 30. Now we're looking at the guys that could fall out. <laughs> now remember, quadruple points in the playoff events and there's no cut this week either. So we have, well, 69 guys in the field with Patrick Reed being out. 
And well, Elk can't join us live this week, Jay. However, he did record some video for us and we're gonna start with him. So this is who Elk thinks is going to move out of the top 30 and maybe not do so well this week at Caves Valley. Now, my pick is for this category is the number 28 player, Rory McIlroy. And although Rory is the most gifted physical player we've had on the tour, his game has kind of gone backwards all since he uh, won at Quail Hollow this year. He's had uh, some swing changes. He, you know, went to Europe for the Open, went to Japan for the Olympics. He's been playing a lot of golf, and we all know when Rory sort of... Um, not in the right mood, he has a tendency to sort of keep going backwards until he gets motivated. He's got to be thinking about the Ryder Cup coming up. He's played a lot of golf. I'm not saying he's looking for an exit, but I just think he's going to get taken over by other players that are more engaged in the playoffs. I'm not saying he isn't. I'm just, he's at 28. He only has to have three guys pass him. And I think there's a guys, some younger guys, hungry guys behind him that are going to play better and knock him out. I can't believe he stole my pick. <laughs> Rory McIlroy is very close to that bubble number. So all eyes are going to be on him. You know, he's definitely, uh, you wouldn't expect him to be so far down the FedEx Cup rankings. And I, he was my pick as well for yeah. somebody to fall out of that 30. Yeah, he is your, he was your pick. So I'm going to write him down in parentheses on my, my list here. Elk and Rory, man, do they have a history. <laughs> Let's not go there. Yeah. Okay, right. Well, I did come up with another pick when I found out that Elk wanted Rory. You know, I'm good like that. And um, the guy that I'm picking is 29th in the standings. So he's hanging on in there as well, just behind Rory. But Charlie Hoffman is 100 to 1 to win. <sighs> I know. And we love Charlie Hoffman. His numbers are really good. I mean, of, of course his stats are good because he's had a great season to be at 29 in the FedEx Cup standings. However, I'm really basing this on the way he's been playing lately and it's nothing to write home about. He finished 21st at the Northern Trust, had a missed cut before that, a 30th before that. So there hasn't really been... I mean, those are fine, mm -hmm. making cuts and making money, but... Um, when we rank by form, he's coming in at 47th. And I think even though we're going to see good scoring around Caves Valley this week, I think Hoffman is just going to slip out. Yeah, it's an interesting pick. It's a disappointing pick. Not by you, but just the fact that his name's even coming up because we're big fans of his here. We have used him countless times this year, either on our sizzle list, or is a dark horse. And if you're looking for a dark horse and our rule is a hundred to one or higher or lower, I don't know. It's sort of like air conditioning. Is it higher or lower? Um, you have a guy that's a hundred to one in Vegas. So that's a good value for Charlie Hoffman, but not according to you. I know. And you're right. Cause he's a lovable character. <laughs> he is. He's a lovable character. So, Diane, I'm going to try to make a case for my pick. Okay. And you're going to find it controversial. Um, I, however, call it logical. Um, 
my guy is on the skids. And uh, it's surprising that he's on the skids because if you catapult yourself backwards in time, last year at this time, he was not just winning. He was historically dominating the PGA Tour and ended up capturing the FedEx Cup. And it wasn't even close. I mean, this guy was absolutely shredding the universe. Catapult back to current day. And it's the total opposite. And this guy's an enigma. You know, his results have always been great. He's been the top player in the world before. Uh, He just seems to be disinterested. Something's going on. And then I hear that he's possibly getting married after like the longest, uh, the longest engagement in the history of nuptials. He clearly has cold feet about everything. I don't know what's going on. But here's a guy who last week was atrocious. Two weeks ago, he misses the cut. He goes top 10 in between that. He comes in 62nd in form. This is what makes me nervous about my pick. 17th in total driving, 18th in putting. So he's bookending with really good stats, but in between, proximity to the hole, scrambling, his iron play, not good. Something's up mentally with him. Obviously, he's got the talent to win this thing and even jump all the way up and be the FedEx champion and a defender. Clearly, by now, you know that my pick is Dustin Johnson, who's coming in 22nd on the FedEx Cup list, and he is plummeting. Can you hear that? Yeah, that's him plummeting all the way down the list. He's going to not fare well this week. He's actually going to drop out of the top 30, so we will not see him in Atlanta. Wow. Okay. Well, all I will say is this is not the last time that DJ is going to be mentioned on the show today. (laughs) But um, you made a very passionate argument. So our three guys who we're saying... (laughs) who some of us are saying not to touch this week. We think they're not going to make it to Eastlake. Charlie Hoffman, Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy. Right, we have one more part of the show to come and we're going to be picking our overall winners. One name each from Jay, Elk and I. And it's coming up next on the Tour Report. Saturday is considered moving day and you can play along on the SG Tour. It's a one-day stroke play competition where you select a team of four players to shoot the lowest scores of the day. Will you make big moves? Download the SG Tour Golf Gaming app on iOS now. It's the final part of the Tour Report from Secret Golf for the BMW Championship this week. Remember, this is the top 70 in the FedEx Cup standings. Quadruple points. They're playing a course that, for the first time, is hosting a PGA Tour event in Baltimore. And the top 30 will move on to Eastlake next week. Now, Tony Finau, with that win at the Northern Trust, catapulted all the way up to number one in the FedEx Cup standing. So we know that big moves can be made. And right now, we're going to pick our overall winner for the BMW. Now, I'll go first. (laughs) (laughs) Counterpunch. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, This one's for you, Jay. My overall winner, and you have to bear with me, Mm -hmm. is Dustin Johnson. (laughs) 
who was your pick to fall out of the top 30. So Dustin Johnson is 20 to one this week. When we did our re-ranking, he fell all the way to number 44. So that's not good. Um, He's sitting at 22 in the FedEx Cup standings, as you said, and he's coming off a missed cut at the Northern Trust for Liberty National, a tournament that he won last year, albeit on a very different course. 2020, he won the FedEx Cup. And you said it earlier, that was really the start of this incredible play. He went 30 under at the Northern Trust. He was battling with John Ram to win the BMW last year. And then he went on to lift the trophy. Now, I do have some reasons for picking DJ. First of all, total driving and putting, his stats are still really good. 17th and 18th, respectively. So you have to look at that. He's played this course before. I know that you're like, oh, whatever. But in 2007, at the Palmer Cup, he was on that winning team. Now, when I was doing some research on this course, I saw it being referred to as a big Northeastern style course. And a lot of similarities were drawn up between Caves Valley and Oakmont. Now, I think Oakmont is the way more challenging track out of the two. However, he won the US Open there also. And if we're talking about, you know, big Northeastern courses, we're gonna look at also TBC Boston, where he shot the 30 under and won the Northern Trust last year. So I'm just drawing a bit of comparison and I am looking at the strength of his game which, as you say, can be erratic. However, I think he's going to rise to the challenge this week. And uh, just being that like very under the radar, nonchalant, casual Dustin Johnson, I think it could be a big week. Yeah, sometimes his nonchalance, you, it's hard to read. Uh, sometimes it's like nothing's bothering him and he's in a zone. Or sometimes he doesn't give a you-know-what. <laughs> I think it's a I don't give a you-know-what. He's got his mind on getting married. He's, prob- he's probably in freak out mode. There's a reason that he has been putting off his wedding. I don't know what it is. I don't really care. All I know is this guy is playing terrible golf. I want you to take this guy and uh, I'm going to counter it with my pick here in a second. But it's just shocking in a way that you can be so dominant. Yeah. one season and then the next season you're going completely the other way. I, I, I don't understand it. And Elk puts a lot of stock in the um how do we say this in a in a nice way? Does he really want to be here? We used to have a category it was called give a you give a you know what category. We don't call it that anymore. Um he doesn't. I'm going to be interested to track him all week. I mean, obviously, can he turn it around? Yeah, he's Dustin Johnson. The guy's like a physical freak when it comes to the game of golf. I don't think this is the week. I think he can't wait till the season ends. Not only that, the season can end for him on Sunday, and it's going to. Okay, right. Well, um, I cannot wait to hear your pick, but let's hear from Elk, first of all, and see who his big winner for the BMW is. On to who is going to win this event this week. I think it's very clear to me that the guy who wants to win the FedEx Cup the most is John Rahm. And he said it, he doesn't like the format, uh, but he's playing by the rules. He has had a tremendous season with speckled by disasters and different things that have happened to him. And 
We all know what happened to him at the memorial. He tested positive for COVID. He left a six-shot lead or whatever it was on the table. He started to look forward to, he could have almost won the Open Championship. He, he didn't putt very well, but he was right there. He then withdrew from Memphis before he even went to Japan because he was gearing up for the playoffs. He's in a great position. I think he's number two or three or four, somewhere in there. And then he went to Japan and tested positive for COVID again, missed that, and then missed Memphis because he'd already withdrawn. So I was touting him last week as the most rested player, and I was listening to Jim Nance and Nick Faldo yesterday afternoon watching the last few holes, and they were talking about Ram could have had a four- or five-shot lead yesterday with nine holes to go, and then all of a sudden something happened. I think he's still hungry I know he wants to win the FedEx Cup. That's the only thing he's thinking about. He has all of his energy is focused towards that. And I think he's kind of pissed about yesterday. I mean, he had that event. And I just don't see anything stopping Ram from winning this week and probably winning the whole thing. Right, well, John Ram is my pick to win the FedEx Cup. So, um, again, I was like, do I pick him for this week or not? Defending champion at the BMW Championship. But... Elk got him. So, Jay, that just leaves you. And I know that you have a little bit of a surprise up your sleeve. I guess it's a little bit. And I feel like it's kind of going to be underwhelming for most people to hear this guy's name. Because every week he we spit the chart out. He's at, the near, at or near the top to the point where at some point, it may have been last year, where he kept coming in at number one. And we like, oh, we can't do this again. But... There's a reason why this guy is like this. Interesting, he does start this week well out of the top 30. He comes in ranked 52nd, which uh, means he's going to be motivated so he can play next week. We have him ranked third uh, as he came out in our re-rank. Vegas has him 35 to 1. Why do I take this guy? 40th in total driving, 24 green in regulation, 45 proximity to the hole. If he misses the green, fourth in scrambling, putting average 35th. Do I need to go on? This guy is Mr. Consistency week after week. Well, except for last week, he finished 47th. <laughs> he does come in 19th in form. Uh, he's got a 7th and a 15th place finish, two out of his last three. It really shouldn't come as a surprise, especially on a course like this, where it is a little bit tricky because everybody's playing a little bit of the unknown game here, uh, especially in Baltimore. Um, my pick to jump in and win this thing this week, and he's going to catapult himself all the way up the list. He's going to be top 10 by the end of Sunday is the one and only Mr. Excitement himself, Webb Simpson. All right, was not expecting that pick from you at all. But 35 to 1 is good for one of our winners this week. Mm -hmm. So, good job. Well, um, you know, it's it, I kind of have that Tony Finau vibe that you have with Webb Simpson. I'm kind of like, yeah, great, Webb Simpson. He doesn't do a whole lot from the excitement meter. But the guy's a great player. Um, nothing's going to bother him. He doesn't look, the, you know, he doesn't have the most beautiful swing out there. 
but I think he's a guy that's going to make some noise this week and walk away with the trophy and set himself up for next week. Okay, well, he's going to need a good finish to even think about next week at 52 in the standings. Right, thank you very much for watching the Tour Report this week. A little bit different for the BMW Championship. And, of course, next week we are talking about that top 30. They're playing for like $15 million and they start on staggered scoring. So this week is a really big, big week with the quadruple points, but we will get into all of that next week on the Tour Report. Sports Social Podcast Network.